Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Board NBA YouTube channel, where we go live every weekday, usually at 11.15 a.m. Eastern time with Pips to hear his best bets and also go through some NBA discussion. If you're watching on YouTube, please be sure to smash that like button and subscribe to our channel. Keep up to date with all the content uh, as part of the Hammer Betting Network. Visit thehammer.bet for more sports betting content. But for here, it's all about the NBA, and we're hoping to add in some more shows in the future. So, Stay tuned for that. Also, make sure you're following on Twitter at the Board NBA. Apologies for starting late today. Uh, unfortunately, uh, with with such a loaded slate, Pips was doing a bit of extra work to make sure he had the right picks for you guys. And so far this season, I would say it has been well worth the wait, especially to start off 2023. Uh, we'll pull up the bet stamp page again. You go to the Find Better section, and up in the media picks, go to Pick and Roll. After yesterday, it was only one pick, but... Well, the one pick does win up to 55 and 35 on the season. Six picks in a row have won four straight to start off 2023. The total unit is up to 12.9. ROI is up to 12.4%. And the reason there's only one play because Shea Gilders Alexander sat out of the OKC <laughs> big win over the Celtics. But for the play that did win with the same game parlay, Darren Fox and Larry Markinen. Both players had 10 points at half. Both players also cleared this line easily. Uh, Pips, I'm sure you had your eyes in this game. Uh, what did you make of the very close game in the end and of these two players' performance? Yeah, so <clears throat> I was first comment a bit on the Oklahoma City Thunders in Boston. I spent like two minutes rambling about how Oklahoma City Thunders won't get blown out. and we, They didn't get blown out. Yeah, because we had Shea ruled out, and even without Shea, they blown out Boston Celtics. I think it was the franchise record with uh, 150 points without their by far the best player. And yeah, something is wrong with Celtics. They really need to look uh, themselves in the eyes and say like, okay, this ain't working anymore. We need to figure it out. They lost seven out of the last 12 games, and it was an easy schedule. So weird, weird stuff going on in their locker room and showing off on the court. Yeah, if I could but add in, uh, I, I, the Celtics like, are pretty much healthy here as well. Like, they had Tatum, they had Brown, they had Smart, Horford. Like, they were pretty much completely healthy for this game and lost 150 to 117. Five OKC players had 20 or more points. Amazing. That's a, one of the most surprising games of the season. And I'm certain if Shea was playing in this game, he will end up with 40 points. <laughs> so I, I'm really frustrated that he sits out. It was a great spot. But yeah, on to the next one. So the Fox, <laughs> that guy is like, yeah, enigma. I will say enigma. <laughs> because... He had, like, in the first 15 minutes of the game, he had one field goal made and three points. And then he scored 22 points alone in the... Or 24 points alone in the fourth quarter. So, yeah, I, I mean, like, they, they defended him the same way for the entire game. So they didn't switch anything. Like, they, they just... He was just not aggressive in the first two and a half quarters. And when, we, when he started just going for it, he was getting wide open mid-range every possession. He 
he was getting there easily, getting to the line, getting everything. Like if he was aggressive from the start, we could see another 50 game easily. Mm -hmm. And on the other side, Lowry is playing just amazing. He he was actually defended pretty well. I would say that the entire focus of the Kings was to stop Lowry Markkanen from scoring. And that shows how great this pick was because even with their complete focus, Lowry was just in and complete focus, poor shooting. He missed like four wide open threes and he still covered it pretty easily. So yeah, that that that's the game where you need to focus on others like Kings and Jazz and Hornets and Pistons and my Houston Rockets. Like if you think they can stay in the game and if you think it's a close game, that's like a huge game for betting overs. And we could see that last night. Yeah, with Markinen, like you said, he didn't shoot the ball very well, but he took 12 free throws in the second half. He had three in the first half and he made all 15. So uh, try to stop him, try to foul also, him. Also, interesting fact, like uh, they get the game was tied with like 30 seconds to go. Fox made amazing shot with 0.04 seconds left, and then they just didn't have time out, and they drove the ball for an entire court. Lowry got it like turn around shot and it went in, and it was like overtime. And then they looked at the tape and saw that he didn't release like half second. I would say like not half second, half like point of seconds. And like so close, like amazing. Like he was catching it with his back to the to the rim, and he just turned around, shot with point zero four on the clock, and made it. But it was like a, a bit too late. It was on his fingertips, and he left it. So that was an amazing game to watch. So with that, like I said, season fifty five and thirty five so far in pick and roll. Four and zero start to twenty twenty three. Six picks in a row have cash. We have three more coming for you guys today. Uh, before we get into that, as usual, we like to go into some discussion topics as I pull it up here. This was an interest, interesting one that we both saw on Twitter yesterday, uh, as it was. And it's discussion into the outrageous uptick in scoring that we've seen in the NBA this season. Pace is pretty much the same as we've had in, in recent years. Free throw attempts are up slightly. Offensive rating, though, has really gone up uh, has gone up quite a bit there, three full points. And this is not like, you know, 10 years ago, obviously, the pace of play, the uptick in three-point shooting has dramatically increased the scoring in the last decade. But this is like in the last three years, like two days ago, Donovan Mitchell had 71. Same night, Clay Thompson, 54. Yesterday, I think Giannis had a, another 50-point game. Luka Doncic in the last couple of weeks has had like three or four 50-point games. He had that 60-point game. And... There's just a lot of individual scoring that has completely blown us away with the box scores, and it seems like it is on a nightly basis. And I think it's a little bit difficult to exactly point on what is causing this, but Pips kind of wanted your thoughts into potentially why we're seeing this this season and what could be causing it. So, in my opinion, there there is not one single thing. It's like a couple of things combined together. The first one is like a couple of years ago, we had, I think three years ago, we had shot clock to reset to 14, not to 24 after the offensive rebound. That the the number of possessions in the game went up with this. But next thing is like everyone is getting better. Like we have yeah. so much talent in the league that scoring is like you don't have any, the guys that don't shoot 
mid-range well are not shooting mid-range shots anymore. The guys that don't shoot threes well stop shooting threes on a huge volume. The guys that are great at stuff, they are increasing in that part. Like everyone is first getting better and the things like the the most important thing for me is the rule change, the take foul. That's probably yeah. the most important fun for like Giannis and players who, that, who run in transition. I think that's that, that's the biggest change this season <clears throat> because there are so many take fouls. Like every game, you will stop the easy transition bucket, and now you you, you can do that. That that could be only like half of it, like one to two points per, per game only in, in that in that rule change, and. Yeah, the best talent ever in the league. Like everyone can do great. The shot selection, like it's it's getting to almost like the perfect, like the best mid-range shooter is only a shooting mid-range. Everyone else is just like layup dunk or three-point shot, and that's yep. increasing the effectiveness. And yeah, that that's obviously have an impact on offensive ratings. So people like don't like the term analytics. A lot of people, at least, don't like the term analytics as it comes to sports. Uh, we're seeing in the NBA, it matters, especially like as we're leaning into it more and more. There's a reason teams are have, have specific people dedicated to analytics. Um, and I like, yeah, I like bringing up analytics because when I was in university, uh, I did a course on on sports analytics, and I went through ten years of NBA data from 2010 to 2020 or 2011, 2011 to 2020. I took Every team, I took their shooting metrics, I took their mid-range metrics, and their three-point metrics. The more teams shot from three and the less they shot from mid-range, the more wins <laughs> they would have on a consistent basis. Yeah. Teams are that's leaning into this more. If you're a really good mid-range shooter, that's a good shot for you to take. If you're not if you're not a good mid-range shooter, uh, you don't take that shot. I, I think the, the simplest way to put it, league average from mid-range is about generously 42%. So over 100 shots, you're getting 84 points. League average from three, generously in the other direction, we'll say we'll we'll, we'll make it thirty three percent from three, which so it's a little bit higher, over hundred possessions. That is ninety nine points. So it's just a, a huge uptick. The three point shot is the more efficient shot, and the ones right at the rim. Uh, for me, I, I also can't pin on one thing. I agree with you a lot about the take fouls. Uh, I would say part of it has to be some variance as well. Like sometimes you just see strange occurrences like this. So I, I think that could be a little bit involved, but. The talent in the league is the best we've seen maybe ever. And it also is the parity where all these stars are spread out amongst so many different teams. Whereas in the last few years, there's been a lot like the super teams are really popular in the last seven or eight years. That's we're kind of drifting away from those teams. Those don't quite happen as uh, I mean, obviously you still have some specific ones, but there's so many superstars and so many different teams in the leagues that specific individuals can thrive. And I also think along with the analytics behind mid-range shooting three-point shooting i think it's also teams are leaning on these stars more often so you know why would like if i have the ball why i'd rather have let's say the Cavs. i'd rather have donovan mitchell taking not a great shot for him that's better than somebody like you know lamar stevens isaac curl getting a wide open shot sometimes so i think teams are just leaning into the analytics more i think teams are leaning on the stars more take foul parody all these different things but it is a very interesting dynamic and uh, I'd love to see if this continues throughout maybe a, a few years to come just to see how teams adjust to it. Because basketball 
is always evolving. And like it or not, it is for the better because teams are winning more and scoring more because they're doing these things. That's why changes happen. It's not like people who say Steph Curry ruined the NBA with his shooting. People like the players and systems are out there for teams to win games. This clearly with the Warriors, how well they played in, in Curry's prime. If, if you could say that was his prime, because his prime st- might still be ongoing, but they won a ton of games and teams adjusted to that, to that mindset. And it clearly worked out. So uh, these are just some things to consider, but very interesting. Uh, I really like talking about this stuff. Anyways, let's move into the three official picks for today's show. Uh, three same game parlays. And uh, we hope, again, it was worth the wait for you guys. Um, first one, I just want to acknowledge somebody pre-show predicted the first same game parlay, kind of. Uh, so credit to them. This is a same game parlay. It does involve the Brooklyn Nets and the Chicago Bulls. And uh, it, is, it does involve Zach Levine and Kevin Durant on the points. Here is the play. So the first play is Zach Levine over 19 half points and Kevin Durant over 24 and a half points. And some some will probably ask why why not DeRozan or Kyrie, but these two guys were like very consistent clearing this line the entire season. And if, if you take a look at numbers, I think we need to exclude last couple of games for for um, for Brooklyn Nets because they were like blowing everyone out. They had an easy schedule, but if you take a like a, a filter look with like games with 30 plus minutes for KD, he cleared this line in 27 out of 31 games this season. Like that's almost 90% clear rate on this this line, and Chicago Bulls defense is below average and. They're playing decent lately, so they could stay in the game. And KD will probably easily clear this line like he does in every game this season. And the second part is, this one is like a pure enigma, I will say. Like, how can Zach Lavin finish every game in the range of like 20 to 23 points? Like, if you take a look at his points throughout the games, like it's always 12, 21, 22 or 23 points. So with his line set at 22 and a half, we, we are gladly to take a bit lower line. So the interesting part is like he scored 23 or more points, uh, 22 or more points in 13 games out of 30 this season. And if we just lower this line to 19.5, we have 10, 11 more clearances. So in 11 games, so over the like 35% of the games of the season, like what, more than one third of the games, Zach Lavin scored 20 to 23 points. Wow. <laughs> Precisely 20 to 22 points, like three points yeah. range. He scored in 35% of the games this season. That's unbelievable. Like that's consistency. And we, we bet Zach Lavin the last game when he played the Nets. And he scored 29 points. And I think he has a good matchup in this one. He played he played the great game last game against the, against the Cleveland, which are obviously a better defensive team. And, yeah, I think he can continue with consistency and score 20-plus points tonight with KD. And this bet has a high clearance rate the entire season and i love it in this spot because this game is projected to be a close one 
So I, I was going to reference the fact that you have like Levine against the Bulls previously this season. I think that was the game where Levine had like a bad first three quarters that went off in the fourth quarter. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, Durant is a player you've loved to go to this season. And uh, with the the information about Zach Levine on the points, uh, this would be one I don't want to speak for you here, but this is one you probably don't want to play around with the points here. Zach Levine at 19 and a half probably don't want to play that 20 and a half just based on the fact that he is in that range so consistently. So uh, something to keep an eye on there. We have a, a viewer saying this also plus 102 on FanDuel. So uh, depending where you like to bet or if you have multiple accounts, that could be one you could explore as well. But let's move into our second pick. And uh, of course, uh, if the Rockets are playing and there is a good guard on the other side, Hips is likely going to put some money on them. And uh, that's exactly <clears throat> what he has here as the Rockets are visiting, <laughs> Rockets are visiting yeah. the Pelicans. So our, my bet for this game is obviously CJ McCollum over 19 half points. Combined with Trey Murphy over one and a half three, which is minus one twenty at DraftKings. Yeah, I, I just love the spot. Like human Mike Houston Rockets are trying their best to defend inside. So Jonas Valanciunas won't have an easy game, even though Shengun is a decent matchup for him. I think he can exploit, but the Rockets are focused on the inside. The, the defense and they did a pretty good job on Yanis and all these players that score inside. But for the defense, always gives something. So if they are defending great inside, obviously if they, if they are not good defensive team, they will give something on the other side, and that's threes. So I expect a huge scoring game from CJ and Trey Murphy uh, with Zion out. With uh, I think. Uh, Larry Nance is out. There is no Ingram. So I like taking Trey Murphy. He cleared this line in five straight games. Uh, and now that Zion is not playing, he's probably their best shooter outside of CJ McCollum. And yeah, I think with focus on Jonas and trying to stay, put bodies inside on him, that will open up the game for, for Trey. And with him being such a great shooter like he's shooting 42 percent on the season from three wow. yeah i just i just love love this part and, and cj was clear was clearing this line like with zion easily and now that zion is is, is out you know this 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 is a great matchup for him without zion without brandon ingram with jonas valentinas is in difficult matchup cj mccallum should feast yeah, this is a, a strange one when you sent it in because this is usually, like you said, this is usually CJ's line and no Zion playing. The spread is like seven, seven and a half. So, I mean, maybe the slight possibility of, of a blowout here, but even even so, strange line there in CJ. Uh, just quickly uh, off script here a little bit. Zion's injury, Pelicans 23 and 14. They've looked good even through injuries this season. How much do you think this affects the Pelicans in the Western Conference? depends on many things but i think brandon ingram will be like out or will be back in like two weeks probably so uh, i didn't know their schedule but they are more than capable of winning the games with probably one of the deepest teams in the league they have so many guys that even some like rookie like daniels and and, and they have like hustle guys alvarado Jay Murphy, they have Herb Jones, CJ McCollum, Jonas Lanchunas, Larry Nance, like so many guys on, on that team that even with, without their obviously two best players, 
they are still a, a, a decent team. They have Jackson Hayes, Jackson Hayes coming coming back. They have Naji Marshall playing like above expectations this season, and so many guys on that team that I'm not worried even for a bit for that for that team. Good to know. All right, moving into our third pick here. Hawks are taking on the Kings. Trey Young, we had a bet on his assists. We have had a bet on his points. We're going to put those together and create a same-game parlay here. <laughs> yeah, I just love this in the spot against the Sacramento Kings. So I'm taking Trey Young over 24.5 points combined with over 7.5 assists, which is minus 150. And Fendel, Kings are obviously a great matchup for scoring. If for someone to score, Trey Young would probably need to assist it. We saw in the last game, like Trey Young was smashed his assist line because that was a high-scoring game, and we have another incoming high-scoring game tonight. They're playing a pretty high pace, especially without Capella, and Kings will match that up. And yeah, easy, easy, easy matchup for for Trey in scoring-wise. But with them allowing so many points, I think we have like guys like Collins, Kongu, Bojan Bogdan Bogdanovic, and the John Tem- Like they, 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 their scoring is pretty good, and I think Triangle will orchestrate it. And clearly, like I expect, like thirty points and like ten assists from Triangle tonight. So hoping for a big game from Trey Young to help out the bets, but a great start to the year. Let's hope to keep things going today. Let's recap all three plays for you guys. First play of the day is in the Nets at Bulls game. But Zach Levine over 19 and a half points paired with Durant over 24 and a half. Also known, you could say 20 plus and 25 plus depending on the book. That is plus 100 at DraftKings. Second play of the day is CJ McCollum against the Rockets along with uh, Trey Murphy over in three. CJ McCollum on his points, 19 and a half. Trey Murphy on his threes over 1.5. That is minus 120 at DraftKings. And the third play, as we just spoke about, hopefully a big game from Trey Young against the Kings. We want him over 24 and a half points paired with over seven and a half assists for minus 115 at Fandle. That has been your show today on the Board NBA YouTube channel. If you enjoyed, you're finding value in this pick. You've been cashing along side with the picks that Pips has given out. We don't ask for anything in return other than you just take a second out of the day and smash that like button and consider subscribing for more content just like this. We go live every single weekday around this time to give you this betting content and NBA discussion. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter at the Board NBA and check out the hammer.bet for more sports betting content for all of your sports betting needs across different sports. Thanks again, guys. We will see you tomorrow for more. 